Well, we are now 10 days in to the Synod on Youth, Faith and Vocational Discernment. This weekend we have had, in the providence of God, something of a little hiatus with the canonization of seven new saints. The most well-known of them, of course, are Pope Paul VI and Oscar Romero. It was a beautiful ceremony on a beautiful day in St Peter's Square. There were many, many people there, obviously connected to the different saints. I was reminded of very much the life of Paul VI and some aspects of his particular experience and his pontificate, which I think have also shed light for me on the Synod itself. I remember as a a young seminarian reading his first encyclical, which is called Ecclesiam Suam, which literally means his church. This was written in August 1964, before the great documents of the Second Vatican Council itself, before the, the document on the church or the church's engagement with the world. One of the things that's very clear in that letter that Pope Paul wrote is that the church is a mother, a mother who listens to her children and who enters into dialogue with her. Pope Paul in many ways anticipated many of the themes of the council and of the life of the church, desiring to enter into a constructive and positive relationship with the world. And that's been very much, if you like, the atmosphere of the Synod, where we as bishops of the church from across the globe have been seeking to listen very deeply and to enter into dialogue with the auditors, the 40 plus young people who've come from across the globe. There was a very moving part of that in one of the afternoon sessions of the Synod where several young people reflected on their experience and the experience of their church. And one of them, Safa, an Iraqi young man, spoke about the persecution of Catholic Christians in his homeland and very movingly described the experience of how on a particular Sunday at the end of Mass, he said to his his friends, I will see you again next week. But of course he didn't see them next week because they were killed in one of these terrorist attacks. It was a very profound moment in the atmosphere of the Synod as we listened to that experience and in other ways there were other young people who shared their experience of um, the suffering church in, in the Philippines and in other parts of the world. But I think it's Pope Paul, now Saint Paul VI, who very much anticipated the importance of the church being a mother, listening very deeply to the experience of her members, but also listening to the the pains and the struggles of our contemporary world and seeking to bring consolation and peace to that. The other dimension, of course, of St Paul VI's life is that he was the first of the popes to travel beyond Rome and to bring to bear the kind of universal nature of the papal office. We often think that it's Pope St John Paul II who was the great traveller, but in fact it was Pope St Paul who was the first to visit Asia, the first to visit Latin America, the first to visit parts of Europe, even to go to Australia. His first visit was to the Holy Land because he wanted to root the church in the experience of her Lord 
and to make us more aware of the fact that um, whilst we are a universal communion, we find our home and we find our origin and we find our blessing in always connecting more deeply with the person and the experience of Jesus Christ. That's also been a, a fundamental dimension of, of the synod, you know, the, the universal nature of the church. There are bishops and young people here in Rome from across the globe, but we're part of one communion, one family. We're all part of Mother Church, and we are each in our own way seeking to deepen our connection, especially with the person of Jesus Christ. And it's through our discipleship and our following of him that we grow in holiness.